0: On this episode of the 520 Collective Podcast, we're taking a look at how people are listening to music in 2023, and it may be a bit surprising. We also have the host of the YouTube channel, Getting Things Done, Jay Dunn, on the Industry Insider Interview. Let's go! Just a flip of
1: the watch, it's game time, game time, 20. Just a flip of the watch, it's game time, game time, on it. Just a slip of the wire, it's game time, game time Flip in the watch, just game, yeah. game time. Message heavy, don't rhyme, show. They not ready, race against the time like four wheels and ain't ready, keep it steady. Beat their hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth and the light. don't confetti, yeah, message heavy, don't rhyme, show. They not ready, race against the time like four wheels, and ain't ready, keep it steady. Beat it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth in the light. don't confetti, just a flip for the watch. It's game time. Game time time. 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 Flippin' the watch, it's game time. Game five, just a flip for the watch. It's Game time, game time. flipping the watch. game time, game time. flipping the watch. game time, the watch. game time. Five twenty. Flipping the watch. game time. Five twenty. Flipping the watch.
0: game time. Five twenty. All right, welcome to this month's Five Twenty Collective podcast. It's season five, episode one, and I got my guy Zero for Hire. And KD, the vessel with me. What's good, fellas?
2: What's
3: up? Oh, what Happy New Year! Yeah, man,
0: 2023 is here. Here we are. Zero's fancy with his <laughs> tea in a mug. Just a little I guess. thirsty, you know. Sure.
3: Real all that winter man. air
2: is just sucking all of the moisture out. Just have like,
3: okay. to. saying though? Where can I get my zero-hour coffee mug?
0: Probably at, like, Kmart. Is Kmart? <laughs> if you can find a Kmart, it's probably there. Yeah, man. any Christian Culture, 520 collective Podcast. You know what to do. Follow us where you follow people, but mainly 520 com. So make sure you tune in there. But, hey, this episode is being sponsored by Eternity, who recently dropped his newest EP, Dreaming. Uh, Dreaming by Eternity is currently available on all digital music platforms make sure you check out the official video for the title track featured now on 520collective.com so definitely go check it out man he was um, actually one of the finalists for our ep slash mixtape of the year at uh, the WaveMaker Awards, which just happened. Shout out to all the winners of the WaveMaker. Shout out to Track Stars for partnering with us. All the different sponsors that jumped in and sponsored an award. But I wanted to ask you guys what you thought of the WaveMaker Awards and, and how they turned out. And was there any surprises, any standouts from the winners for you guys?
3: Shout out to Brinson and the whole God Chasers squad so uh pulling through. That was dope. Um there was a lot of congratulatory, you know, chat. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody was extremely supportive in the chat and I really to see that. So even the cats who were all kind of nominated in the same category. Maybe not didn't win, but still celebrated individuals who did And I, I think that was dope. Super mature we see a whole lot more
0: Yeah, man. Shout out to Branson. He took three of the awards this year. Artist of the Year, Project of the Year, and Cover Art for his album Before You Crash the Sky. Oatmeal, Rookie of the Year, another God Chasers Artist. TLS, man. The TLS squad were well represented at this year's award as well. So what were you going to say, Zero? You started to say something.
2: I was not able to be as supportive as I had planned as I and every one of my family got sick that exact weekend. So we
0: we pulled out I mean we wouldn't expect anything less from you, Zero.
2: <laughs> That's fine. Sure we'll
3: that. Eric, Eric wanna see your doctor's note, bro.
2: Man, I got a feeling he's just gonna have like the upper hand for the next few weeks.
0: <laughs> hey, I keep my expectations low, okay? <laughs> 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 but you know anything else that's been going on for you guys How how is the new year H- how's, how's everything starting
2: everything is in flux over here man we're, we're getting ready to move to arkansas like i said so when we're not on screen it's just like constant um that's that's kind of been taking up a lot of my time aside from work and stuff
0: well you know new year brings goal-setting and re-evaluation and resolutions and all these different things right and i think for us we're always you know while we're thinking about a lot of different stuff as it pertains to the culture uh you know we're always keeping an eye out on what's happening music wise around here at 520 collective and there was some i, can, I wish i could remember where i saw it. i saw someone pose the question are people even still listening to playlist anymore And I was like, that's interesting. And I have my thoughts and I want to circle back around to that, but I can't remember where I saw the question, where it was brought up. And I tried to go back and find it and I couldn't, but that led me down a rabbit hole of just kind of looking and seeing what people were talking about for the way that we are consuming music in the new year. And there's a lot of interesting chatter going on that I think is worth us talking about because artists in the faith based hip hop space to really be considering about how they are going to present their content this year man and i came across this article from the guardian the title of the article was there's endless choice but you're not listening fans quitting spotify to save their love of music so obviously for the past what decade streaming and specifically spotify has been king right i mean A- apple music i guess in there as well those are the two big ones but spotify has been kind of just the default for music for a while now it seems like the article brings up a lot of interesting points that i want to hit on it also kind of goes back to that idea of our people using playlists as well right like where i started at i started thinking about it and i was like dude like i I think i get what it's saying because i don't necessarily go and listen to like editorial playlist right if i'm going to listen to a playlist it's typically a playlist that i have created right so if i'm only listening to my personal playlist there's like zero discoverability right because i'm not putting random stuff that i don't know onto my playlist let's let's start there and then we'll come in we'll dive into some of the points of the article man because i want to see what you guys think what what but what do you think about the idea of playlists i think there's been so many eggs put into that playlist basket over the last handful of years and i feel like it's honestly changing what do you guys think
2: i'm gonna use the word of the year from 2022 so a lot of this has always been gaslighting it's like oh this is the great new thing that you love and every every year we get a dozen or so record companies or radio stations are like hey here's 20 songs this is what you like now and it's like I've always been pretty anti-establishment. I don't appreciate people just telling me like, this is what you like now. Cause it's not, that's not what I am into. I choose the music I'm into. I choose what's safe for my family. What's uh, okay for my kid. And I think having kids is a big part of that for me. There's a lot of control in my environment that I have to take seriously being the head of the household in that position. That's a big part of it. It's like, yeah, there's stuff that I enjoy, Or, hey, I remember that song, but, like, I can't just willy-nilly let anything play in in the car because I don't know if I have to, like, turn down the volume for that one lyric or that one line that might be questionable. And it's weird that I even have to say that because I mostly listen to Christian music. But even in Christian music now, you have to just, like, be prepared to turn it down when you got your kids in the car. So, whether it's secular or christian like that's that's a big deal is like you can't have uncontrolled streams coming into your home and and say that you take it seriously if you're like living a godly life in terms of like what you provide to your family or what you allow your family into those are some of my thoughts to start with i mean there's there's deeper areas i can go but those are the three main things is i feel like i'm being sold to I i feel like i can't trust the unmonitored stream and i'm a grown man i don't want p- people telling me what to do
3: but so what people don't realize is that spotify is not great for the consumer or for the content creator. you know what i'm saying you got to have a gang of followers monthly listeners you got to have a gang of streams so we come by for your favorite artists you're not supporting them by spotify you know what i'm saying spotify in that space and in that voice this really becomes another platform I think we're going to see a migration and I'm sure this will be a part of our conversation as well I think we're going to see a migration of a lot of artists probably we'll to see some artists willing to redirect traffic to more artist supportive sites and platforms into the own
0: that gets into like the heart of what the uh, article was talking about right and it is our interaction with music right that's what makes listening to music and being a music fan special you know one thing that it said in this article is that music needs to be an experience and not just a tool to create an experience right so streams and with building these playlists and everything right people it's like we don't really care what's going on in the song we're trying to say what music will help set this mood for this event that i want to have streaming has made music throwaway and disposable because there's no true connection that's where we're at and and you know zero was talking about you know we listen to mp3s we listen see like i'm still a big cd guy myself so mp3s cds other diy formats really grew in 2022 and it wasn't by chance it wasn't random and it's something that artists need to be paying attention to and get out in front of especially in a space like christian hip-hop you know whenever you don't have those tangible items that you can hold in your hand you know that you actually own it's easy to not be worried about it right to let it go and, and move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing but one thing that happened in 2022 is we've seen an increase of people going back to MP3s, you know, buying old iPods and and downloading music to it. We've seen an increase in CD sales. So to just imagine, like that's how sick of this system people are
2: that they're almost willing to do anything.
0: But here's what we're seeing. <laughs> but dude, think about this. I, I saw Big Stow talking about this on Twitter today. Actually, you can get a hundred CDs printed up right now for like two bucks a CD. There are people literally out here selling those. CDs for 10, 20, 30, $50. I think it is because it's almost like brand new for a lot of listeners, like the, these uh, mediums. You know, getting away from streaming and turning it back into a physical connection. Yes, it's expensive, maybe up front, but the return on it right now is crazy, especially compared to 20 years ago. There wasn't anyone that was going to pay $50 for a CD uh, back in. 2007 Are there people Paying $50 for a CD now
2: Yeah Unless
3: you put putting A t-shirt And and some other stuff Along with it Don't you be out here Charging people on $30, $40, $50 dollars for it. People I are have to that. like
2: Blow yourself up <laughs> right. And listen, die Like that one episode of Don't Daffy do that Daffy. man
3: but unless <laughs> it's, it's a like double album, bro. Ever. if it ain't a double album, man, don't don't be out here to nobody no thirty, forty, fifty dollars for CDs. On look, I understand saying. taking advantage of the marketplace. Don't you do?
2: If you do a really, really good performance, you can get people to spend higher than normal
3: prices. You sell CDs, man, but and, and for me, it's always been that people want to have that tangible. When I at the end of the show, at the end of the night, if I've fallen in love with what you beat what you said spoke to me. if God used you. I need what you did and I want to take that home and I want to have that reminder that streaming doesn't allow. And it allows for artists to be lazy. It allows for artists to be entitled. It allows for artists to even more self absorbed Why? Because at the end of the day, you feel as though all you got to do is put a project out. You ain't really got to market it. Get out here and put it out here. And because it's out here, you feel as though people are going to consume it. Nothing to be absolutely further on uh, the
0: truth and so let me throw this out there because yes you got what you guys are saying 100 percent right you have that if you buy a physical album at a show you've got those memories attached to it right but there's also something else at play here whenever you're talking about physical music and one of the quotes that i read in this article that stood out to me was uh this guy that they were talking to said hey you know if i don't gel with an album or an artist's work at first, I tended not to go back to it talking about streaming, right? Even if I don't buy your album at a show, right? If I buy it off your website, if I buy it off Amazon, if I buy it at a store, whatever, however I get that physical product, I have something in my hand that's not easy for me to just turn my back on because I can touch it it's right there and it's a reminder of yo you invested this money into it right whenever you're talking about listening on Spotify however you, it's not that kind of connection where you're thinking even if you're even if you're paying a monthly cost you know a monthly fee to use Spotify it doesn't register in your brain as I'm paying for this music I'm paying for this platform right I'm paying for this platform that has an like, endless you're amount of artists.
3: you the platform. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I don't care. I don't have to feel like I've got to give your music a fair shot. But if I went and I bought a CD, I went and I've actually downloaded your music. Whatever. I don't want to feel like I just wasted my yeah, money. Yeah. There's no so, participation and so in
2: creation involved in streaming. Well, but this
0: is the stuff that that artists need to understand because there's so many of them that though. think that and, they and do and not ha- look
3: a little darker. Do we know whether or not music industry paid the auto industry? to take cd players out anybody know do we have like any ported conversation whoa, whoa no. you gotta you gotta buy an older car to get a cd player in it right the only thing that you, oh see there we go there we go there we go um the only That's thing deep, that bro. we have <laughs> is the fact that listen you cannot buy a modern vehicle that has a cd player in it mm-hmm. the only thing that you can do is bluetooth or get Sirius XM Radio, which is what a just streaming just going to knock platform. it hard. It just don't. Oh, man. so you mean I can't use a physical, anything that I want to do? So now you're trying to obsolete an entire vehicle of music delivery that the consumer might prefer. But you're telling that consumer, hey, you know what? You don't need that. If you're yep. traveling back and forth, but we know that you want to have the latest vehicle with all the bells and whistles. But what those bells and whistles don't include is a place for you to play your shoes. So that means I now I want the you to day. discard that experience discard that artist you find their music digitally that's great if you compare if you get an ox cord whatever you want to do get a usb plug it in but guess what even with that you don't have the physical thing to hold in your hand don't have the picture to look at the cover art and all that other stuff like we're, we're telling you hey this is absolute so yeah. even in an entire different industry we are shaping the way that you listen to music. Look what you gave up, too, for convenience. You gave up quality, right? Yeah. Because there's a depth of sound and a feel that comes along with music that is on a CD, music that is on an so We're talking about wax. We're talking about vinyl. There is a feel and there's a quality. There's almost kind of like an analog type of thing, man. It comes along with having that physical sound that you cannot replicate, With a digital version You can master it a gang of different ways You cannot replicate the same feel The depth of feel that you get From a CD or a hard copy of a a, a musical composition cannot replicate that with a digital version So for convenience You've given up quality a lot of people don't care about that but at the end of the day when you think about what's missing from what needs to be a part of mm-hmm. your music experience that's a part of it
2: we just keep diluting that and diluting that to the point to where we don't even go out and buy music anymore we just the algorithm serves it up and you swipe one way or you swipe the other and it's go- and it's just content at that point it's not even
0: like music
3: but again like eric mentioned you know you are paying for the platform you're not paying the harder
0: well and then you know we don't have to go through all of these but for people who are worried about like well if i stop using spotify how am i going to come across artists right if, or you know if i'm not part of that algorithm right they they actually put six ways to find new music without streaming services into this article and one thing that makes a ton of sense is get plugged into a community of people who have a similar interest as you in music and you replace this AI algorithm with the human algorithm. I feel bad for laughing at people who are like.
2: Well, how am I going to find music? That's that's kind of <laughs> dumb, actually.
0: But the but the human but the human algorithm is huge, man.
3: Word of mouth, like it's supposed to be. That's, that's like, like a, a conversation
2: saying, but... starter. What kind of music do you listen to? What do you mean? How do I find music?
3: What do you mean, conversation? We don't talk to each other. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and it does seem like. it's it's largely contributed to the death of the local music scene and the death of conversation uh personal interaction things like that which i I still think part of that is intentional
0: and that and that's where you know a few of these things i totally agree with that they put on here on six ways to find new music some of them i'm like "Eh," because like one of them they said local record stores how many local record stores still exist at this point
3: not a whole That's lot. That's a
2: community actually. institution. And it would be profitable and could come back.
3: You should just be able to go to the record store, man, and slap on some headphones, man, and check out what you wanted to listen to. And, man, you know what? This is so dope. Let me buy this and let me take it home. and I'm going to play the whole thing.
0: Katie, what you're saying, man, you know, th- this goes right back into something that I've been saying for a while. And actually, is kind of the final thought in this article as well, right? Where there's a need for a systemic change in the music industry, And where does that come from? Where does that start? I mean, honestly, it comes from artists. That's where it's got to come from, right? Artists have to say, no, this is how I want you to consume my music. This is how I want you to access it. And yeah, it may be different than what people are doing right now. That's okay. I've said this before. If you give people a link to click on, they're going to click on it. It doesn't matter where it goes. It's still convenient for them to click on that link, right? So set up a band camp. Where, where you give them a song or two that they can listen to on there, get them interested, and then you can still sell them either downloads that they own or you can even sell those physical copies on Bandcamp. We, we say it that everyone needs a, a website. I agree. I get it that maybe you're not there. Bandcamp is a nice option. You know, they're, they're, I've seen some very successful people in music that don't actually have their own website they buy a URL and they point it at their Bandcamp and Bandcamp becomes their website. All right. That's okay. Yeah, that's it's legit. All right. I do the same thing with my audio Mac page. Yeah. The one thing I can promise though is that nothing's gonna change without artists and media and I don't know, like record labels are in a weird place in all this at this point, I think. It, it's gotta come with artists and the people that are pushing the artist changing the narrative changing the story that's being put out there to get people to go with us to those places well one
2: thing i definitely want to make sure that we do and don't do i want the the don't do is easy we don't blame the fans for streaming like i don't want to i don't want fan blaming that's not their fault
3: streaming wasn't wasn't created by them
2: yeah
0: fans are fans fans are going where we're telling them to go because they want to support
2: exactly but the artists Um, what we don't want to do is encourage artists to keep on this path because the struggle between the record label and the streaming platform and the radio and all of this that struggle should exist and the only reason we're at the point that we're at is because artists have become complacent and lazy because they've been willing to trade off quality for convenience it's easy to just throw a song up on spotify and hope it does well but like If you're a rock and roll artist, your music is supposed to be destructive. If you're a hip-hop artist, your music is supposed to be dangerous. But like a lot of these artists are neither destructive nor dangerous. They're not challenging the system. And they're just going along to get along. And they're wondering why they keep getting screwed every month. It's because you're not doing anything to shake it up. The artists have literally become the equivalent of the journalists in, in the news media industry. They just... Report, you know, news, the journalists just do what they're told now. They just go along with the narrative. The artists are the same way. How many numbers do I get? How many streams? What playlists am I on? You're right. That's not right. artistry. Yep. You're just helping management manage w- what you created. So now you get to be an artist and an administrator. Do something to shake it up. It's
3: not the industry in and of itself. Whatever industry you want to apply this to has never been more cookie cutter than it is right now. It's sad. Nobody's breaking ranks. Nobody's, so you have, and and, and a lot of times, so you'll have those one or two artists who do break ranks and they do something different and it seems like it. But the reason they stand out is because they're just simply not doing it like everybody else in particular. Shout out to the artists, to the platforms, to the independent labels. Shout out to doing different
0: rules, and to the artists, man. Don't be fooled. Don't don't buy into that. No one will buy your music if you make it available in a physical way. It's just simply not true. There's people like me that that's how I prefer to listen to my music is on a CD. The numbers back it up, right? CD sales were higher in 2022 than they've been in a decade people are looking for this connection and when you get people connected in this way to your music you are creating fans not only are you creating fans but you're creating an opportunity for that higher revenue and if you're truly saying i want to be an artist and i want to be able to do this full-time look at the guys that are actually doing it full-time especially in christian hip-hop they are not relying on streaming services to be able to do it full-time it's the truth, man. Whether you want to believe it or not, you may have to look in the mirror and realize that you bought into a lie. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Change it. Do something different. New year, man. Let's do it different. Right? So I want to know from people listening, how are you consuming music? What's your preferred way to listen to music? You can go to 520 com. jump in the comments for our podcast post lesson on there. Uh, you can leave, if you're, you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave comments in uh, uh, below the video. But I want to know, how are you listening to music so that we can help artists see, oh, wait, there is a different way and a better way for me to do this, right? And, man, let's get back to being actual, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Let's be true appreciators of music as fans as well, right? I, I think we've lost some of that appreciation. Well, we lost some of that appreciation, you know? Um, it just is something that's just there. We we need to look for... We need it to be special to us as well. And finding ways to actually tie ourselves to it, like own, actually owning the music, it plays a big factor in doing that. So so let us know how you're listening to music out in 2023, how you want to listen to it. Do you want to get back into a, a particular medium? When it comes to your music experience, uh, I want to know, man. I'm interested to see that. But make sure you stick around after the break. We've got the industry insider interview coming up, and again, we've got the host of getting it done on YouTube, our guy Jay Dunn. He's here talking about uh VR and the metaverse and A lot of cool stuff coming up man so make sure you stick around for that shout out to our guy eternity make sure you go check out his new ep dreaming and thank you for being the sponsor of this month's episode and we'll be back with the insider industry insider interview after this break Welcome to this month's Industry Insider Interview, brought to you officially by the bookkeeper247.com. What's up, and welcome to the Industry Insider Interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. As always, we are being sponsored by the bookkeeper 24-7. Check them out at tbk247.com. And joining me on the 520 Collective phone line right now, uh, my dude jay dunn is in the building what's good man
4: man i am just excited to be with the fam man it's been a long time coming to finally be on the podcast man i don't, I don't know what's up with that we're gonna talk about it another time man. I, don't <laughs> know what, uh, I should i should have been on this i'm playing with you man i'm just excited brother. uh you know rapture Ready productions has always been a big fan of 520 collective and what you guys have been doing we're basically family for years uh so i'm just excited man to be on this podcast and uh just talking about what's going on in our space man
0: you know you're not lying dude so for for those who who don't know jay dunn and i you know we got connected through the the christian hip-hop space and like you say you mentioned rapture ready Productions. so uh that's your label like give us give give the people who may not know just a little rundown a little history of of rapture ready and what uh y'all been doing with that
4: yeah, man, uh Rush Ready Productions. Real quick, mission statements, real simple. Equip, uplift, and shift Christian culture through various media outlets. And that's what we've been doing for the last six years of operation. Uh, we launched in 2016, officially around April 7th, um, and we have been pushing the gospel of Jesus Christ in all ways that we can through various different ways of media. That's music, that's videos, that's books, that's podcasts. Uh, and now, you know, a little bit of YouTube and, and a few other things we'll probably be talking about, uh, real soon. But, uh, yeah, man, that's what Rapture Productions is. We, uh, we have two labels. Uh, we have the one Rapture Ready Productions, which we, we call headquarters. That's south here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And then we have the, Amazing, uh, opportunity we had to launch Rapture Ready North. Uh, shout out to, a, a alumni, a person who's been pushed on this, on 520 a lot. BRM, my brother, man. He, um, he runs Rapture Ready North, CEO of Rapture Ready, uh, North. So he's, uh, based in Chicago. So we actually have two, uh, labels that we are actively pushing with almost close to 14, 15 artists as a whole. So it's it's a lot that goes on, man. It's a, it's a lot. We can sit here talk all day just about that.
0: Right, a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent. And you're right, dude. Like, uh, you know, I'll take the blame a little bit. It's it's been it's been a long time coming to you <laughs> on here, man. But uh, yeah, you know, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, all, all all things in due time, right? All things in due time. Oh so. yeah,
4: I think mean, this is the perfect time, especially for what we're probably going to be talking about today, for sure.
0: Obviously, kind of the one thing that is sort of new for you, and the thing that you have. Going on is you're the, the host of getting things done on YouTube, and yeah, we're you know we we definitely are gonna dive into that, but I mean I think you know we definitely need to hit on you know just a little bit more on Rapture Ready before we do so because we got the opportunity to do that. So, like you said, you know, started off Rapture Ready based in Louisiana, and then you guys added with Rapture Ready north i know brm like you said you know he's another friend of the platform uh another guy who's been supportive and we've supported in turn with him i know he's been busy like him him and Brody da vinci man they are cranking music Woo! out <laughs> in, in Ready north. They,
4: one of the greatest things and this is just just so just to the bone true. uh meet, brm at one time when, we, when he first was just signed just to rapture A production uh the, like the headquarters you know we were keeping him on this schedule, like, all right, man, you're gonna drop a track, you know, then you're gonna give it some time to breathe, you know, then you're gonna do an album, you know, give it some time to breathe. And I think after that first year, he was just like, look, man, I, I need to be unleashed, me, you know, basically, it was like, let me, let me just, just be an unchained animal. Uh I'm gonna rock the brand, I'm gonna put it on my back, but let me go and drop this music. And man, it was one of the greatest decisions we could have ever did was just to let him be him. Um, a lot of times with labels, um, this is a perfect, uh, way to kind of just intro into talking more about Rapture. A lot of times when I was, when I was younger and I was looking in the music business, because of course we all have a past. You know, I was a secular artist prior to becoming a CHH artist and then of course becoming a CEO of a label. Um, I looked at contracts. I, I dealt with different artists. I've been around those rooms and in those spaces. And a lot of times you're controlled and the narrative is that the label knows best, right? The label knows exactly what you need to do, uh, how you need to market, who you're marketing to, who they want to market you, and why they want to market you, and why they even want to bring you onto the label. Well, with Rapture Ready, from the very beginning, it was always about the artist. It was their unique sound, their unique voice, uh, and how they show the gospel forth. Uh, when we first started Rapture Ready, it was just me and, uh, my brother Jay Knight. shout out to my, my brother, the Ratsherty running back himself, Jay Knight, um, it was just me and him, you know, and uh, he he was, he has a dynamic voice, a great lyricist, uh, but we both were rappers, we didn't have worship leaders, we didn't have uh, any female artists, and anything, anything like that, so um, it was beginning to, you know, we, we started from nothing, and then we began to branch out and get more younger people and then eventually we moved out of the state and it just it just grew and grew and grew and now we have worship leaders pastors uh it's 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 amazing over the six years um the prophetic editor says that uh we're setting music way back in some of our earlier music in 2016 that you know we will be at one time one day have you know multiple locations and this is all in the vision i want to say this to anyone who's listening uh, to the podcast because they may see you know, it might not be the biggest name in the world, you know, they may look at a reach, they may look at a God over money and they might go, oh man, you know, how do I get there? uh Or even when they do look at Rapshordia, they might say, well man, I'm not where you guys are at, you know, how do I get there? Write the vision down make it plain that he that readeth will run with it. That is scripture, you know, so we wrote a vision it's, it's proof we have it saved from way back in 2016 that we would have multiple locations, that we would have artists all across the globe, that we would, uh, do things that were, uh, that would separate us from any other, uh, label and never sell out or bow down to the secular system, uh, and always bringing forth the gospel with power and demonstration. That was all the part of the vision way back in 2016. So to fast forward and see some of the things that's happening today, Even the dynamic things we're doing, like I said, that we'll be talking about soon, like the metaverse and things like that. It was all a part of a vision that was written way back in 2016. So it's just crazy to see how um, the growth and what's been going on uh, with it. It's just incredible, man.
0: Yeah, man. And that's one thing that's always stood out to me about Rapture Ready. And and I want to just dive into this just for a moment. It's not that Rapture Ready has grown up to that same level as like a reach records yet but i think one thing that is maybe kind of unique for the christian hip-hop space is you do have some a a handful of these kind of bigger labels right so that's like a reflection of what you see in mainstream hip-hop mainstream music um but one thing that i think is different in the mainstream you do have these Middle tier and smaller tier labels that, you know, they're, they're out here working and they're doing it and it's a legitimate business and they do their thing. I don't think we necessarily see a lot of that in the Christian hip hop world. You see collectives, you see people getting together and working together. Say that, say that and establishing these middle tier labels that are running a business. We don't have a lot of that, but we have rapture ready. Is that part of when you hear people talk about where they think CHH should be Could this be a part of Well this is maybe why we're not there yet Because we're missing some You know this step right here I don't know what What, what do you I, think
4: I, I, I think that's a perfect thing you just said um, Here's the thing I used to want to be You know of course every CHH artist like, Come on show up hands and listen to this podcast Show up hands uh, Who didn't want to be who, who Who doesn't want to be at when they're at the peak or trying to be in a CHH game, who doesn't want to be signed to Reach? Who doesn't want to be signed to a God of Our Money type label? Come on, like, that's, like, the two top-tier, you know, labels. Of course, there's some outlanders, like, you know, Derek Minor. There's some KBs, of course. Like, he's phenomenal and uh, what he's doing with HDA, But it's, like, at the end of the day, you know, everybody shoots for that. But we, I want to say roughly to about 2018, and we started to realize our calling is not to be a reach, not not what reach is as it is it stands today, uh, not to be another god over money, just to be rapture ready. And this is this is the key, bro. This is what you just said. I don't like why we're not seeing some of those middle tiers or some some other uh, labels beginning to kind of fill up that space because no one wants to have that identity. Everyone wants to copy what another label's doing. And no one wants to put the work in to find out who they are. You know, if you listen to God over Money versus, versus Reach, they're two separate types of music. Yes, they, they make great music, but the, the artists that's on the label, they're different. Uh, the attitudes towards music is different. The attitudes towards ministry is different. All of them are doing amazing things for the Lord, but it's just different. And with us, we realize it's not our calling to be that. It's our calling to be rapturating. And so we go back to the core. It goes back to it's not just music for us. It's it's the podcast. It's not just the podcast. It's the YouTube. It's not the YouTube. It's the pulpit ministry. It's the street ministry. It's the, the evangelism. It's knowing your place. Everybody's not a finger. Everybody's not the hand. Everybody's not the elbow. Everybody's not the you know forearm. Like you gotta know, know CHH, Where do you fit? I think everyone wants to be that top tier level and that's cool there's nothing wrong with that uh but there's enough there already we need to kind of fill up the gaps and the holes in other areas and i think that's the part of it man finding your own identity
0: on the phone line with me it's jay dunn he is the host of the youtube channel getting things done and i want to dive into that man you've started building something that feels special it's unique uh with your youtube channel man you know it, it's not just you know obviously i think you know, people know that you have you know rapture ready it would be easy to think oh well he's just doing something with music on this channel but that is not it at all tell us a little bit about what kind of content people find on getting things done and maybe a little bit of the inspiration for you to start this channel
4: well yeah, i love it brother um yeah, so getting things done, the channel is all about motivating you to get things done through faith and relevant technology. That is the tagline, that is the push. Uh so when I originally started the channel back in early uh late, really late twenty twenty one, around April. Uh, it's funny April just going be the month I started up because Rapture was started in April and and now this. Uh but um basically uh, the, the YouTube channel is, was, was originally started to be a, uh, kinda like me starting over, um, as a content creator. So, you're getting a little bit of my music, my gaming side, my nerdy side, um, and my preacher side, my motivation side. So, when my first couple of, like, maybe my first 10, 15 videos was kinda more based on, motivating people to get things done. Literally, that's the whole tagline, right? So motivating people to get things done. So telling them to stop, you know, sitting on their butts, you know, get back in your purpose, stop making excuses, just motivating, you know, uh, video game life lessons. I call them where, you know, I take a video game from my childhood and tell a life lesson that I learned from it. Um, but the more and more I leaned into, and this is where the Holy Spirit, you have to allow him to guide you. The more and more I leaned into my nerdier side, I got so much fulfillment out of that because I'm already ministering on Rapture Productions. I'm a creative pastor at a church called Beacon Light of Hammond, uh, about 50 minutes away from where I currently uh, stay at. And so, you know, I'm already a leader. I'm already leading in ministry. I'm already a CEO who also does Bible studies with his team. You know, so this YouTube channel... You know, it was supposed to be an outlet for me to do new things creatively, but I was still trying to, you know, go the preacher route, the music, the music route, you know, but I got, I got still, man. I got about to about 80 subscribers and, um, I stayed there probably for like three, four months and just could not budge. And then I almost gave up. It was like, you know what? Doesn't seem like anyone cares what I'm posting on this channel. Maybe, maybe it's time for me to stop. Uh, and just you know start you know maybe do something else and my wife my lovely wife who was my fiance at the time uh, she said to me she said hey i think you might want to you know maybe you maybe need to lean more into your nerdier side and just you know maybe take a step back and just really pray on what the lord wants you to do she said but if i was you i I would start talking about you know maybe the vr headset stuff and i'm like nobody wants to hear about that especially not from this christian guy not not from this guy you know me, uh, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna have nothing weird or not gonna have a whole lot of shooting on my channel. You know, I don't do all that type of stuff. It's like, hey, babe, just, just do what you love. You know, so I decided. I think it was right around October of 2021. I said, you know what, I'm gonna start making VR, virtual reality, metaverse related content. And man, from the first video I dropped, uh, I, I, it's hard to explain it, but. The growth of the channel—it went from 80 subscribers, and the, you know over taking four or five months to get to 80 subscribers to by from October to December. I think I reached 500 subscribers, Um and then by March of this year, um, April. Yeah, so we let's say uh, yeah, about yeah, no. So let's say March. It was about March. I reached about 500 subscribers. So let's say three, four months. I reached 500 subscribers, and then I've just reached over a thousand. I'm actually at 1,200 now. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, man And the content is just all about Metaverse, virtual reality Still with the tagline of getting things done Through faith and relevant technology Because I still lean into my Christian beliefs Through all of the videos I do As well as uh, the relevant technology Which is technology that I believe Is going to be very, very important Not just for fun or for work Productivity, uh, for working out, etc But also for the gospel For evangelism uh so I've leaned into that heavy man and I it's paid off for me and uh that's where we're at with getting things
0: done. Yeah, man, and that world of tech, you know, is huge whenever it comes to YouTube. I guess just was there any kind of apprehension on your side when you're like, Man, I'm gonna be you know, obviously starting at at the at ground level here and, and, and trying to find <laughs> you know my space among some some pretty big influencers as far as youtube is concerned like what just i guess talk about just mentally how you were preparing yourself to to dive into that aspect of that's all
4: that's so good man you're a good interviewer you're a good interviewer man. uh that's <laughs> a great question because uh i had a channel uh, this, this is this is what my motivation and this is what i had to do before rush already, uh started I, in 2014 I had a YouTube channel with a buddy of mine, um, and it was basically, um, we had a, we had a whole podcast, uh, that we had that was about mobile, uh, today's mobile tech. And it was a podcast where we talked about iPhone, iPad, Android, uh, we, and it was, it was going really well. It was great. We even had a video we had put on there of how to, how we shot and edited music videos and stuff like that with an iPad only and, um, it had got, like, over 10,000 views. And, I mean, this is before YouTube, the big YouTube boom that happened, like, in 2016. So, this is, like, right before, uh, you know, they started having a creator fund and uh, partner program and stuff like that. This was way before that. Uh, so, you know, we started seeing some subscribers jump up. It was like, man, this is great. Man, just gave up on it. Just, just, you know, like, you know what, I... Ah, this ain't, they ain't making me no money. I, you know, this ain't working. And, and we just didn't have the time for it anymore. We just let it go. And it's crazy because I could, I can't even log into that account anymore. That account probably had over 10,000 subscribers. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, YouTube purged the account, uh, because number one, it was a paid for Google account and we had stopped paying for it. And number two, right around 2018, 2019, YouTube did like this big push to get rid of like dormant YouTube channels and at the time I wasn't even focused you know I was on Rapture I wasn't even thinking about anything dealing with YouTube when it came down to tech and anything like that so I just let it go it just left you know and so when I started you know when I started getting things done I kind of went back and tried to find it and I could not find today's mobile tech there's no remnant of it so imagine this is before the if you know the MKBHD which is a huge tech influencer he was a kid of uh, when this was going on. Before Mr. Beast or some of these huge, huge, huge tech giant people on YouTube were doing anything, you know, I had a channel that was really good. Uh, and I let it go, man, simply because of he say, she say, or, or man, it ain't, someone tell me oh, that's not godly, or uh oh, man, you know, I don't think you're gonna go anywhere with that. And I believe the hype, man, and I just didn't go forth with it. Now, look, you know, here I am much older, you know, uh, starting over from zero, staring at a YouTube channel that's barely getting 10 views for hard, you know, five hour edits and shooting and trying to give people the best quality things with the spirit of excellence, you know, and imagine how that feels to be staring down the barrel of YouTube when, you know, you had a channel that already had the subscribers and you could have just jumped on that. You know, imagine where I would be today. You know, if I would have kept that going from 2014, You me and you might not even been talking. If we were, it'd, it'd be a whole nother conversation. You know, like, I I don't know. I wouldn't even be living where I'm living from. It'd be a whole nother world, man. But I believe the Lord, even though I might have dropped the ball, even though I might have had a glimpse of what I should have been in, maybe it just wasn't the appointed time. And so I have to accept that. I had to accept the biggest thing is so it's not for me worrying about, man, all these other people. It was really my competition has always been me. It's always been me. I already had done it. I just stopped. So my my fear was can I not stay consistent in this long enough to see it pay off? Man, I've been doing this YouTube channel now for a year and a few months now. And it took me a year and a few months to get to, you know, over a thousand subscribers, but uh, For if, if I'm be honest with you, when you look at the statistics, it's kind of crazy because uh, I believe only ten percent of YouTubers listen. This is like something crazy. It's like only ten percent of YouTubers can get over a thousand subscribers, and I want to say it's like twenty percent can only get over a hundred subscribers. Right? So it is a it is a hard job to even crack that code to get a thousand enough enough people to subscribe but let me tell you something too man you already know this with running your ministry and business it's hard to get family and friends to click and subscribe it's it's hard to get them to share to like comment you gotta think about it too i'm here i am with a vr headset on now imagine this bro imagine it you're scrolling down your chh timeline. I don't did a song with Dayton himself from God Over Money, and you call up my page and say, "I wonder what's going on with Jay Dunham." You see me with this big, huge uh, block on my face uh, called a Quest Two, and you like this dude. He's probably he, you probably think this dude is going crazy. What is he doing dancing with his wife in this little VR club? What what's going What's going on? Like what what, what is this? You know. And I had so many people unfollow me on Instagram because they thought that I had just went left. I went secular or I, I, I don't, you know, maybe someone took over my page or because I'm not promoting or pushing CHH as hard as I was on it. Not knowing that it was a purpose, a purpose behind everything uh, was that, but regardless it was a hard transition bro uh i'm not gonna sit here and tell you it was all sunshine and rainbows uh i had to deal with a lot of persecution because uh you know christians when you say something like the metaverse uh when you say something like virtual reality like another reality a lot of times uh, some religious folk not i won't even say christians we'll say religious folk dogma religious dogma not people who really know the word of god not people who really know the father Uh, and that understand that God is a God of technology tremendously more than you can ever imagine. They, um, you know, they made me feel like, you know, I was a little crazy or I was out out of the way. But, uh, the crazy thing is, is that now when they turn on the news, that's all they hear is the metaverse. And now when they turn on the news, all they see is virtual reality. And now they turn on the news and they see that this is a technology that's coming, whether you want it to come or not. And I have been pushing and, and praying and talking to spiritual leaders about, you know, you need to begin to look at this technology now, Uh, because guess what, bro? Facebook Live, Instagram Live, YouTube Live was all the devil until the pandemic. And then once the pandemic hit, every church had to be on Facebook. Every church had to be on YouTube. Every church needed to be on Instagram Live, right? Uh, and before that, if TV was the devil, until they saw Billy Graham, until they saw T.D. Jakes, until they saw Kruckle Dollars, until they saw other ministries that were thriving because of television and T V N, et cetera. And then before that it was radio. It's like it's like Christians are always we're always behind
0: the curve. You know, you, you talked about how and it's weird to me, man, like like how, how Christians kind of tend to be behind these technological advancements. But I wonder if it's even further than that. Like it seems like the body gets behind right because there's individuals that are like they, they love this stuff right there, there's individuals in the body that are all about tech and, and they, they keep up with it and they have this knowledge but then for some reason when we gather as a community the outlook's different Like i, I guess let's start there man like in your opinion like like why is that why 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 does the the, the body have such a hard i guess just a hard time with trying to to maybe be trendsetters, trendsetters instead of playing catch up.
4: Fear, it's is that simple. But we don't even have to break it down. I don't have to model it in such a way. It's it's fear. We have fear of the unknown Where we're supposed to be the ones that believe. Uh, out of pure faith you know walk on water at the end of the day we're the ones who have the most fear when it comes to technology because we're so afraid that the end time is tied to every new wave of technology so you don't have to be afraid of a vr headset you don't have to be afraid of the metaverse it's not the devil let me tell you something in everything there's good and bad
0: you know like you said when you started the channel you're you're trying out a few different things right you got to find that niche but obviously if you go and you start scrolling through your your videos you see you're you're pretty committed you know to the the vr the metaverse content obviously you had the vision you saw the possibilities uh that vr has with it i mean what was it for you where you were like okay i'm sold i'm leaning into this and, and this is direct the direction that we're going with this channel you're not going to get mad at me but I think a lot of people It's going to be one of those Spirit check moments One of the biggest moments For
4: me That sold me on VR And the metaverse And that this is the way Was the community and I have been doing CHH Since technically 2003 I was Roughly 16, 17 years old. I had never been welcomed in such a way in all those years as I have found in VR. It's not toxic. It's, it's not, you know, you're beneath me. I'm above you. I'm talking about people who have 249,000 subscribers on YouTube talking to me like we're family, you know, uh, someone who's, uh, works for the company that makes the headset. You know, we're, we're swapping, we're swapping pizza recipes. You know, like, it's the most, I, 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 this is going to sound crazy because it's not even a God thing, but it's the most welcoming and open, uh, community I have ever seen on. It's such a niche area that anyone who comes into it, they're like, Hey, with open arms, welcome. You know, you're part of the family. You're part of this, this believers of this early adopters of this technology.
0: So if there was one thing that you could, highlight that you would want Christian culture to i guess work on implementing whenever it comes to this technology like what would be the one thing what what would be that that push that you would nudge the culture with because it's going to create a positive impact within our community
4: very easy just rethink what church is rethink, don't wait for another international pandemic to occur don't wait for another nationwide emergency don't wait for when things get shut down because the government takes more control begin to look at this technology and say how can we affect, change lives completely different than how we've done it the last you know Decades or two, three decades with TV and media. Like, how can we enable this into our structure? Uh, whether it's a Christian, uh, indie culture, a follower at 520 Collective and saying, you know what? Maybe we need to have a 520 Collective world. And in that world, we have some of the music and some of the people interviews playing in there or an opportunity for people to meet and greet us, our fans to meet up and greet and in the metaverse, or whether that's a church saying, you know what, we wanna create um, maybe a sanctuary, a prayer line, a, a prayer people who, who log on the headset at certain times and praise with people in the metaverse, whether that, whether that be a, a Christian business who just wants to have their brick and mortar store inside of the metaverse as well. Whatever it may be, just think outside the box and begin to think about it now. It's, it's the people who jump on early who changed the, it's the people who been crazy they're the ones who changed the world and that's all it takes is just a few people to change the world we know that with jesus and his disciples it only took 12 and one of those was a devil <laughs> you know one of those was a, a backstabber and one of those was a betrayer someone who betrayed him you know so you only need 11 to, to, to try to make a difference you know so that's why I say, you know, let's let's go forth and try to really see something change and shift here. Um, that's what I would tell people. Just think about how you do church in the metaverse. Think about how you can begin to change lives more effectively. If you can't have them come to your physical building. You know, the only way we can touch people with the, Jesus, the gospel of Jesus Christ is when they're physically in our building. And I think we miss it. You know the bible has changed my life you know the word of god has changed my life but i've never went to israel i've never set foot um on calvary's hill i've never uh been near the site of jesus's tomb or uh, where he was resurrected from you know but i know he's real and i know he exists just like the stories of moses i've never been to egypt but i know uh the red sea and and, and what had to happen and transpire there so i don't have to physically be there to believe him you know, that's the whole game.
0: Yeah, man. So, all right, break it down for us, man. Where where did, it, g- give us the details on the channel, man. Where do people tune in? What's the schedule like there? All, all that good stuff.
4: Yeah, man. So, it's youtube.com forward slash getting things done. That's really simple. Um, getting things done on YouTube. If you just search it, getting things done. That's you in. Um, but that's where you can find me. You can also find me on Instagram. Facebook, uh, Twitter, at j R-R-P. But basically the schedule is I I upload videos weekly, whether that's on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, or uh, Facebook. And I'm always dropping little nuggets on my social media. So I would say follow me everywhere you can. Most of the time I try to mirror my social media. So, of course, if I put something on Twitter, and they'll be on my Instagram. They'll be on my TikTok. But sometimes there is a you know change. But if you want to keep up with the most most relevant information, definitely follow me on Instagram at, at Dunn R-R-P.
0: Thank you for hopping on here, man, and, and giving us this insight, dude.
4: Yeah, my my pleasure, brother. Believe me when I tell you, uh, it has been an honor to be on the podcast with you guys and um, just just to spread the positivity. Uh, and the love for the vr metaverse space as well as just going through the history lesson of Rapture, man you know i love it man so uh shout out to everything you guys are doing at 520 collective and what the the lord is constantly going to you know yield for for both of us as we begin to continue to build what the kingdom looks like going forward
0: yeah man and again guys it's jay dunn uh, he is from Rapture Ready Productions, getting things done on YouTube. Go and support what him and the team have going on. Uh, again, you can find him on social media at J Dunn RRP. Uh, a lot of cool stuff, man. A lot of stuff that, you know, I don't really know about, but man, I've been learning by watching his videos and following what he's doing. So go check him out. Follow and support to the sponsors of this interview, including the bookkeeper 24 seven check them out tbk247.com uh big shout out to the rest of our episode sponsors and we'll catch you guys back here on the next episode of the 520 collective podcast let's go